Hello everyone, and welcome back to the History of Middle-Earth podcast, where we dive deep into the histories of Middle-Earth. My name is Phil, and I will be your guide for today's adventure back to Middle-Earth. Today's episode is brought to you by Amanda Brent. To start us off today, we're going to be going over this week in Middle-Earth history. The first date, we're actually going to backtrack a tiny bit to May 1st because I think it's a really important date for two main reasons. One, Aragorn is crowned king, and Samwise marries Rosie Cotton. Jumping forward some, on May 16th is Bilbo and the dwarves pass Weathertop, and then on the following day, on the 17th, they continue on into the Lone Lands. And this is nice and convenient because today we are going to be going over Breeland, the Lone Lands, and the Trollshaws. Breeland refers to the land around the Bree Hill, which contained a few settlements. Bree proper was on the southwestern side of Bree Hill and the major township of the area with the famous Prancing Pony Inn that we are all familiar with. And we have an episode on that as well. Staddle was populated almost entirely by hobbits who made a living from agriculture of pipeweed, which hobbits are especially fond of smoking. Staddle was on the southeastern side of Bree Hill, sitting south of Combe and Archet. Other than Bree, it was the only village visible from the East Road. Staddle was the main settlement of the Bree hobbits. Combe was populated primarily by men, with some hobbits, all of whom also made a living from agriculture. Combe was on the borders of Chetwood and on the edge of Bree Hill, between the villages of Archet and Staddle. Combe was a village that lay in a deep valley just to the east of Staddle. Archet was the settlement furthest north, located in the Chetwood. It was populated primarily by men. The origins of its inhabitants are obscure, but apparently they were pre-Numenorians related to the Dunlingdings, related to the Dunlingdings, who had moved far to the north during the Dark Years, and the Brelanders managed to survive through the violent history of Middle-earth until they were absorbed into Arnor. It was also the only place of Middle-earth where men lived with hobbits on a daily basis. The population of Breland had become a mix of men and hobbits, who had migrated from Angmar around TA 1300. The ratio of hobbit to human varied between each of the four townships of Breland. When the hobbits and Gandalf returned to Bree after their long journey south, Barlamin Butterbur told them of the fight within Bree in which some Breelanders were killed. After the fight, the robbers took to hiding into the woods beyond Archet. In any case, they were still thriving in Bree long after Arnor had collapsed and the memory of the fallen kings faded. The now independent land enjoyed the unknowing protection of the rangers of the north, and after the War of the Ring, Breeland became part of the reunited kingdom. Weather Hills was the name among men for the north-south range of hills that lay in central Eriador, specifically between Breeland and Horwell. The most significant peak was Weathertop, a.k.a. Amensul, which lay at the southern edge of the range adjacent to the Great East Road. In the early Second Age, the hills were occupied by middlemen, as well as North Downs and the Lake Evendim, 
In the year 600 of the Second Age, Vinchir first returned to Middle-earth from Numenor. Upon hearing that some of their distant kin had come, these middlemen petitioned Gilgalad or Gilgalad, to meet the Mariners. Twelve men came and rejoiced to meet the Numenorians. It marked the border between the lands of Arthedain and Rudar when Angmar was formed and Rudar became hostile to Arthedain. Argleb first fortified the range, but after the enemies laid siege to the hills, Argleb fell in 1356 of the Third Age. With the help of Cardalon and Linden, Arvaleg drove, drove out the enemies from the hills, and Arnor kept a guarded border along the Weather Hills, the East Road, and the Lower Horwell. In TA-1409, Angmar and Rudar crossed the Horwell, occupied Cardalon, and closed in on Weathertop. Marks of this fortification still exist in the path of Air- in the path Aragorn led the hobbits on to reach Weathertop. Weathertop, known in Sindarin as Amansul, was the southernmost top of the Weather Hills. It stood further out from the others, and its conical top was flattened. Of old, it formed the boundary between Arthedain and Rudar. The Weather Hills lay at the center of Arnor near to the east road that split Eriador. A tower had stood on the hill since the days of Elendil, and he had stored the palantir in its ch- in his chambers. After King Erendur passed and the kingdom was split in three, all of his sons coveted the hill, or rather the stone inside it, really. It lay on the exact tri-state point, but eventually passed to Arthedane, the realm of Amleth, the Endus eldest son of Erendur, although it already possessed the other two stones. In the days of Argleb, the royal lines of Cardalon and Rudar had failed. Argleb therefore claimed both realms as his own, hoping to reunite Arnor, but the claim was resisted by Rudar, and where the Dúnedain had dwindled and the land was now largely ruled by hillmen, who were driven by the witch-king of Angmar. As tensions with Angmar increased, Argleb fortified his border. A great bastion arose on Weathertop, and the East Road and Lower Horwell were fortified as well. For half a century, the line held, though Argleb lost his life in battle with the hillmen. The Witch-King did not trouble the men and had sent his troops further east to Rivendell, but in TA-1409, he had come forth with such a force from Angmar that no army could stop him. He attacked Amansul and brought its mighty walls down. Arvaleg, son of Argaleb, was slain, but the lord of the Nazgul failed to, re- failed to retrieve the Palantir. It was secured and brought back to Fornost, Arain. For many centuries, the once great fortress stood in ruins on the hill. The locals paid little heed to it, and it just kind of faded into obscurity. And it was not until TA 3018 the hill reappeared in the Chronicles. In early October, it was a scene of two fights involving the Nazgul, one with Gandalf on October 3rd, and one with the Ringbearer three days later. After fleeing from Bree, Strider and the Hobbits avoided the main road and approached Weathertop from the north. 
At the top, they discovered a cairn with a message from Gandalf and spotted the ringwraiths approaching in the distance along the road. That night, the ringwraiths attacked their camp in, in a dell below the summit, stabbing Frodo with a morgul knife before being driven off. The Forsaken Inn appears to have been the easternmost outpost of the Breland, situated along the East Road. It was, according to Strider, a day's ride east of Bree, and he doubted if the road has ever been measured miles beyond the Forsaken Inn. It is possible that it was abandoned or ruined by TA-2941, as it is said that Thorin and company on the quest to Erebor found a deserted building where they camped. The troll shawls were the upland woods, consisting at least partly of beech trees that lay to the west of Rivendell between the rivers Horwell and Loudwater. On the hills of the troll shaws were shallow caves such as the Trolls Cave, the Manish Castles and Towers. And Manish Castles and Towers. Troll shaws were within the borders of Arnor and later the smaller realm of Rudar. The men of Rudar built castles and towers on the top of some of its hills. They were the, the haunt of trolls, especially after the fall of Arnor. Stone trolls from, quote-unquote, the mountains came to the woodlands. This was the case of William, who led Tom and Bert, having eaten a village and a half on their way. They complained about the scarcity of people in the area, and instead had to make do with mutton. While they made their camp, they famously waylaid Bilbo and his companions, who were on their quest to Erebor. Thanks to the distractions of Gandalf, the trolls were turned into stone by the sun, and years later, Frodo and his companions traversed the woodland and found the trolls' petrified forms on the way to Rivendell. Shaws is an archaic word meaning thicket or wood and the woods geographically belonged to where the ancient realm of Rudar used to be, and were perhaps named after it. Rudar mean trollshaws in common speech. And there you have it, in the history of Breland, the Lonelands, and the Trollshaws. Next week, we will be going over Rivendell and the Misty Mountains. No questions this week, so if you do want more content... Feel free to visit our website, ministeriotharchives.com. We have a Facebook page, History of Middle Earth Podcast. And we have a Facebook group, History of Middle Earth Podcast group. We are on Instagram, at History of Middle Earth Pod. We have a Discord as well, History of Middle Earth Podcast, where you can listen in and chat before, during, and after any recordings. And... Don't forget to send in any questions you have to ministerarchives at gmail.com. And that is it for this week's episode. If you like it, feel free to subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to see you back next time. Until then, I'm your host, Phil, and you're listening to the History of Middle-Earth Podcast. Podcast.